What up, what up, what up, little people, big people, all people. If you hear the sound of my voice, that means you are listening to another episode of Buffed Up Sports. If you want to financially support the show, go to buffedupsports.com, scroll down to the support tab, and become a supporter today. There's so much more on the Buffed Up Sports website, including how to find your episodes, social media links of mine and the platforms for you to listen to the show on so go to buffthosports.com right now in a world where the nfl season is a few weeks in uh boxing's biggest draw just had a bout over the weekend and the nhl and the nba are in preseason mode and lastly the wnba finals is about to begin none of these things were even the biggest topic or the main thing on my mind you know, in the last few days or whatever, because there was one man who stood above all of those things for me. So before I do get to that one man that stood above all, I do want to talk about the topics I mentioned beforehand. So Red Wings are, they just started their preseason. The Pistons are about to start their preseason. Uh, I do actually have tickets to go to the Pistons to open practice in about a, a week or two, I think. I don't even know. But I do have tickets to go to their open practice, so we'll see what that's like. Y'all will be surprised because y'all know I love the Pistons probably more than all the Detroit teams. And I say that because y'all will be surprised I have yet to buy a ticket to a game this year. Contemplating going to the Suns preseason game, we'll see. It really comes down to if Kevin Durant plays it and by being preseason and they're playing Detroit nine times out of ten is he playing no so that's the deciding factor on that and I typically always go to open at night I don't think I've missed an open at night since they've been at LCA if so maybe one I might have missed one open at night excluding the COVID year so I do want to go to open at night I have been looking at tickets I just haven't bought them yet still debating you know what's best for me you know money don't grow on trees these days We'll see what happens there. But now I want to talk about who really has the Detroit sports fans' attention right now. That would be none other than the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions own the Green Bay Packers right now. It's that simple. We took over their stadium, made their organization send out a letter explaining how the Honolulu Blue outdid the cheese heads in their own stadium. We had people pouring beers on our own players. Didn't matter. We let the refs let Green Bay get a big gain on a play where the play clock, not even the play clock, the game clock actually expired for the end of the quarter. And, you know, they made the big game. Play shouldn't have never happened. The refs let it, oh, well, didn't matter. We still win the Green Bay, beat the brakes off of them in their own house. Now, this is the crazy thing with the Lions' schedule. They could pull off a real nice winning streak in these next few weeks. We got one. This thing could stretch. Because hear me out. When you look at the Lions' schedule, and I'm talking the rest of the way, by the way. I'm talking the rest of the season. The only games I can honestly see us losing, and I'll be okay with it, are I can see us losing the Ravens. I can see us losing to the Chargers. The Cowboys are unpredictable. I know the Buccaneers are 3-1. and one. Not sold on them yet. But... Yeah, those three games, Ravens, Chargers, and Cowboys, are the only three I can honestly see us losing the rest of the way. Therefore, the Lions are winning the rest of their the games, in my opinion. I mean, we're only four weeks into the season, but do I see the Lions winning the division this year? I said it before the season even started. Yes. And do I see it now? Absolutely. I mean, let's look at the facts. The Bears 
yet to win a game. The Vikings just got their first win of the season. The Packers, truth be told, should be one and three, but okay, they're two and two, fine. And we crushed them in their own stadium on primetime television. I'm gonna keep saying that because the Packers have owned us for years and now we got four straight wins on them. Taking that to the bank. So the Lions are for real. Honestly, if you ask me right now, what teams are better than the Lions in the NFC? Y'all could disagree with me, but this is who I got right now. I got the 49ers and the Eagles. List over. Everyone else in the NFC, I can see us beating. It's that simple. The Lions are probably your third best team in the NFC. Call me crazy. I don't care. Like I said, the Buccaneers, 3-1. Still not sold on them. The Cowboys, they're so unpredictable. Who knows? I know the Seahawks. We lost to them. The Seahawks, we should have won. It's that simple. The Lions, in my opinion, are the third best team in the NFC. So now I want to talk some boxing. We had the Canelo versus Jamel Charlo fight over the weekend. And honestly, my honest opinion, I thought it underlived to the hype. It wasn't a bad fight. It's just I felt like it was hyped up and that part didn't deliver. But whatever. I mean, it's not Canelo's fault all the way. I did think he let up after he knocked Charlo down in the seventh round. I think Canelo figured he had to fight one and he let off the gas. Jermel Charlo, on the other hand, really disappointed me because I just felt like he didn't show up. He said he was going to do this, this, and that. He didn't do it. And then <laughs> they're trying to make all these fantasy fights happen now. I don't want to see Canelo versus Crawford because if anything, the Jermel Charlo versus Canelo fight over the weekend prove it's a reason we have weight classes in boxing. Because Jermel dared to be great and he looked terrible doing so. I mean, the judges, I don't even think they let him win one round. I gave him about two, three rounds on my card, which is being very generous. But... I think the judges had Canelo pitching a shutout on the card. So, yeah, he need to stay in his lane. Speaking of Jamel, Charlo staying in his lane. The high key fight I want to see. Charlo versus Charlo. I want to see Jamel go against his twin brother, Jamal. And I wanted to see them go at it before all this brother versus brother drama started, right? But now the fight is even more money because it sells itself. Regardless of the drama. Twin versus twin sales. Boom. Brother versus brother sales. I made a slight joke on Twitter, but honestly, you build it like the Brothers of Destruction. It's like Kane versus The Undertaker. I mean, Jamel and Jamal are definitely not the Kane or Undertaker of the boxing world. But for my wrestling fans out there, you remember when Kane and Undertaker would go at it? It was hype because it's brother versus brother. Boxing, hey, I kind of want to see the same thing. I don't know the last time there was a brother versus brother bout in boxing or even a family member versus family member. So I would love to see brother versus brother. Like I said, regardless of the drama itself, but the, considering they've had a little beef since the summertime, that part would only help as far as ticket sales go because let's be real, people live for drama. And... I was glad to see Jamal show up in Jamel's corner over the weekend. I thought he was trying to 
be on his P. Diddy tip as far as trying to be all in the videos, dancing. But you know, hey, they trying to portray the image like they good. Things are getting better over there. So be it. Now, twin versus twin. That's the fight I want to see Jermell Charla worry about because he don't want to see Terrence Bud Crawford in the ring. Like I said, I was disappointed in Jermell's performance over the weekend because I felt like he was content with getting beat up and getting a check for doing so. Now, yo everyday people, aka me, I'm okay with getting the brakes beat off me by Canelo, getting embarrassed, but hey, I'm walking away some cash at the end of the night because we know he got paid. You fought Canelo. So, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. But if I'm Jermell Charlo, I don't know how you'd be okay with that. Boxing is your life. Because Canelo said it. Boxing is his life. Hello. Anyway. So, he said to himself, this is what Jermell Charlo said. He's Jermell Charlo was pretty much happy with the fact he didn't get knocked out. He did get knocked down, but he was pretty much content with the fact he didn't get knocked out. Because he said it after the fight during the uh post fight interview he was saying oh canelo knocked those other guys out he ain't knocked me out and then so he says that which i thought was crazy because you just lost and you basically saying you're okay with not getting knocked out in your loss but okay you proceed to call out terrence bud crawford after the performance crawford put on spence you think it's okay to call him out and then on top of that not only you call him out you call him out after a loss jermail what are you thinking what are you thinking? And so this one really had me messed up with Jamel. He called out Canelo for years. And look where it got him. If I'm Jamel Charlo, I would stop calling people out. Because it's not looking good for you, my man. It's not. But at the end of the day, Jamel still got three of his four belts. They stripped the one away from him because... He was inactive for like a year, so he got that belt going, but he still got three of the four belts, so he should give somebody a nice title opportunity. I don't even care what he do with it now. Like I said, honestly, maybe he'll give Terrence Crawford. Maybe they fight. Maybe that fight will happen. He could get embarrassed because what he was doing is ridiculous. So now, who should Canelo fight next? Canelo does have two more fights on this PBC contract. I say Canelo should fight two of the three names. Jamal Charlo, Bivol, or David Benavidez. I need that David Benavidez fight no matter what because that will be the, the fight, the test to see is David Benavidez for real or he just another guy that has to go down to Canelo. So I want to see that fight no matter what. I don't care. Now, so now Canelo had one more fight after that. I don't care if he fights Jamal Charlo or Bivol, but... I do want to see the Bavall fight because I want to see him get his get back from the loss he took uh, last year or two years ago, however long ago it was, considering that was his first loss in like 10 years when he lost to Floyd Mayweather back in 2013. And then I wouldn't mind seeing Jamal because Jamal is another one that has called out Canelo for years and it was supposed to be him in the ring, but you know, he had his outside the ring situation going on. so. Jamel stepped up to the plate, which I will give Jamel his credit on that. He stepped up to the plate, but I just thought he went about it the wrong way. Anyways, back to Jamal. He was the one that was supposed to fight Canelo. Didn't work out. I will say we got to give Canelo his props 
because he has a heck of a resume. If you looked at all the champions and the boxers he's fought over the years, and then on top of that, again, he's been boxing's biggest draw since Floyd. He's been boxing's best since Floyd. And then lastly, he has over 60 fights. He's probably going to be your last big fighter to have over 60 fights because the way they fight nowadays, they just don't want to fight no more. Canelo does his two to four fights a year still, which nobody else is doing these days. A lot of fighters, especially champs like yo Terrence Crawford's, lucky to fight once a year, maybe twice. So the fact Canelo's fighting more than that, shout out to him. Let's give him his flowers while he's here because, again, his resume is great. And he's probably the last to fight over 60 fights total in his career. Last thing on boxing from this weekend. <laughs> I'm glad Floyd Mayweather showed y'all he's still the best. <laughs> if you heard that post-fight interview, you got to watch it. I'm not even about to get to it. Just know <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is still the best. And he had to remind y'all again. Now, I want to talk some hoops. I want to talk some WNBA because we got the regular season awards that have been announced. We got <laughs> the WNBA finals, which is, whoo, that's about to be some toxic stuff on the timeline. But okay, let's talk about the awards first. When it comes to my WNBA regular season award predictions, some of them came true, some of them were wrong. I do want to go over to see how I did on my award predictions. So I want y'all to hear me out. I said Becky Hammond for coach of the year. However, Connecticut Sun coach Stephanie White won. I was totally okay with that. I ain't gonna say totally, but I could see it. I said Alicia Clark for sixth player of the year. And Clark was the winner. Okay, so I'm one and one right now. Ha, Aaliyah Boston was my prediction for rookie of the year. And I laughed because she was actually just officially announced like right before i started recording like no joke i was about to put it in my notes that it hadn't been announced but she has been announced as the winner so congrats to Leah boston so i'm two and one right now i said satu sabali for most improved i was correct on that i'm three and one but here's where it gets crazy at. i threw my aces bias out the door when it came to defensive player of the year majority people said asia wilson should have won I actually went with Alyssa Thomas. I said A.T. should have won, but heh, lucky for me, I was wrong on a prediction because Alyssa Thomas didn't win, but my favorite player, Asia Wilson, did win. So, of course, I was fine with that. I had no argument. Okay. So, now I'm 3-2 and two on predictions, but it got even crazier because I'm like, shoot. Everybody, if you was familiar on Twitter, you know, they announced the defensive player of the year early. So then the conspiracy theory started going. My conspiracy theory was, okay, they're not going to let Alyssa Thomas, after the season she had, walk away empty-handed. So I'm like, okay, Asia Wilson's not winning MVP this year. It's going to go to Alyssa Thomas, which, again, I was fine with it because Alyssa Thomas did have a great year. I wanted Asia to win, so that was my prediction. Asia Wilson was my MVP prediction, but I'm like, AT, there's no way she's walking away empty-handed. So, it got crazy because I thought Brianna Stewart was the least deserving of the three MVP candidates, which were Asia Wilson, Alyssa Thomas, and Brianna Stewart. I thought Brianna Stewart was the least deserving. So, when they announced, oh, I just, 
I don't think one can be so wrong on their prediction or conspiracy theories, all that. I don't think one can be so wrong. I mean, Twitter already dissected it, so I don't have to go into the fact that Alyssa Thomas led the votes in first place for the MVP voting, but still didn't win. I don't have to talk about Asia Wilson somehow getting a fourth place vote and not winning. I could talk about Asia Wilson being defensive player of the year, having a great season on offense. In fact, numbers were better than last year and you still don't win the MVP. I could talk about Brianna Stewart not leading in the first place votes, not leading in second place votes, not leading in third place votes, but still finding a way to win the MVP award. <sighs> I'm gonna just simply say, A, the WNBA voting system needs to be looked at immediately because that was just all bad. B, this WNBA Finals is going to tell who really should have won MVP because we know the postseason doesn't count towards regular season awards. Duh. But it's something about the postseason who it illustrates who is really going to show up and who is going to fold. It happens in the NBA as well. WNBA no different. So, who do I think will be the WNBA champs? This series is going five games between the Liberty and Aces. It's going five. Y'all know I love my Aces. So, I'm rolling with the Aces, of course. We all know the star players for each team. We all know of the super team talk. But this series won't be won by the players who are considered the stars. It's going to be by the players who we tend to forget about, you know? Like the Liberty. Benaja Laney has been getting discredit, in my opinion, by the media. Real fans know she's a hooper, but the media seem to always forget about her. They always put her outside the big graphics and whatnot. And I'm glad people are speaking out about it. But she is going to be a key player for the Liberty. Don't let Maureen Johannes light up the aces like she did in the Commissioner Cup. She's going to be a key player. The Liberty, we know what Sabrina can do. We know what Stewie can do. We know what Jonquil Jones can do. But I felt like in the matches versus the Aces and Liberty, Jonquil Jones got in a lot of foul trouble. She has to stay out of foul trouble during the series for the Liberty to have a chance. When it comes to the Aces, Alicia Clark got to shoot the lights out. They need 2022 playoffs. Chelsea Gray back at it again, which she has, in my opinion. I don't think she's quite at 22, but... 23 hasn't been so bad. Don't let Candace Parker make a re miraculous return. I mean, Jim Ross, where are you at? My God, that's Candace Parker music playing. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Don't let Candace Parker come back. But I do got the aces in five games. Now, <laughs> for the main event of this podcast, where do I freaking start, man? Miguel Cabrera. Miggy, <laughs> where do I start? Miggy made his MLB debut when I was one years old. 
He came to the Tigers when I was six years old. And honestly, when he came to the Tigers, it was around the time when I started watching the Tigers. I'm 21. The day of his last game, I'm 21 years old. And I just keep thinking about how this signified my childhood officially being over. Because like I said, not only was my actual age a factor, but I mean, the guy who made me enjoy many summers watching the Tigers career just ended. And then I'm graduating college in two months. It doesn't get any more clear than that, that the time has come to an end than that. Seriously, your favorite player since you was a little kid, pretty much since the time you started school, now you're about to finish school and his career is ending? That script, man. That's all I can say, the script. I mean, I've had the Miggy posters, the Miggy shirts, the Miggy jerseys, the trading cards. I went through a lot to be at 3,000 last year, and I made it. I think the first Tigers game I went to, if not, had to have been the second, but it was one of the first Tigers games I went to. Never forget him hitting the home run. And that home run was honestly when I started getting into baseball. I said, you know what? Maybe the Tigers are fun to watch. And I was hooked on baseball since, because that's sort of around the time when the Tigers was winning the AL, uh, going to the ALDS, ALCS, they even make the World Series trip. Bottom line, we were pretty much winning our division every year. So I got hooked on the baseball. I'll say this much. The Tigers gave me the most enjoyment so far in my life. And that comes from a guy who was a big, if I had to rank him, we go Pistons, Lions, Tigers, Red Wings. The Tigers probably gave me the most joy because they, you know. So I go to say that I just never forget them years they was making them playoff runs because them was the best years for me as a fan. Now, even this season, going back to Miggy, has been a blast. Obviously not winning-wise because we didn't make the playoffs. But this was the most games I've been to. I'm not going to lie. I think this is the most games I've been to in the season probably ever. I went to like four, five games this year. And majority of them was because I wanted to see Miggy as much as I could. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he delivered every game I went to. He gave me a hit in every game he played except the last one. <laughs> now, let's, I mean, I've said it before on here. I'll say it again. When it comes to Detroit sport athletes of the 21st century, I don't think you can make a case for a better athlete than Miguel Cabrera for Detroit sports. I don't think it needs to be argued. The man was a two-time MVP. He got us to a World Series appearance. That's probably the only thing he didn't do, won a championship. But still, you won two MVPs. You won a triple crown, something that hadn't, done, hadn't been done in 50 years. When's the last time the Tigers had a player reach 3,000 hits? When's the last time we had a player hit 500? When's the last time you seen a player in baseball history do both, period? Those things don't happen every single day. And the fact that this man did it under this franchise? Come on now, man. So now I want to talk about the last game because, yes, I was there. I was in attendance. I went, but I had to bring on the person who went to Miggy's last game with me. I have my very own sister on today, Kiara. What's up, Key? This your first time on the show. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. What's poppin', Shadi? Uh, well, you know, we just gotta, we just got back from the game. We gotta recap what was going on. You know, it was an emotional day for me. We go, 
it was a lot going on but we we gonna talk about it so i want to know your thoughts on the tigers game in general how was the game today um well they won so that was good partially me but overall good i want to ask you do you actually understand the magnitude of what you witnessed today like cabrera is some say arguably the best tiger of all time some say arguably the best uh right hand hitter of all time you could say he's the best hitter of the century you can go on and on and then just the magnitude he's brought to baseball and the detroit tigers in his tenure here so like do you actually understand like it being his last game what you witnessed today no you, you ain't really get it no but I knew, like, that's the only Tiger I really knew in Verlander. So I was like, it was cool to me because I at least knew him. But, I mean, based on the way they were celebrating him, I started to understand. Okay. Because you said Cabrera and Verlander are pretty much the only Tigers you know. So, like, tell the people how much I probably annoyed you, not only with sports, not only with the Tigers, but specifically talking about Miggy. You definitely, that was like the main name I always heard you bring it up since you was a child and was getting into sports. But especially now, with it being his last game and when he had that, I don't know what it was, hitter. 3,000. Yup. Uh, I heard a lot then. But yeah, you, so that was, I feel like that was your favorite Tigers player. Yeah, so <laughs> I ain't gonna let you clown me too much because I definitely got misty out in there. You just said, it wasn't you didn't understand the magnitude of it completely but like didn't you think they did a like nice send-off as far as like the ceremonies like what was your thought process on the festivities and the ceremonies throughout the day um they did a fantastic job it was giving disney movie um like when you wish upon a star like it was giving that at the end but from start to finish they had a lot going on they was doing a lot for him we started off with a nice little ceremony and then we ended with the drone thing um and he gave his speech but also throughout they just continued to play his memories it was a nice little board fans could sign their farewells and good luck messages to him which i'm sure he'll see but they definitely did a great job at celebrating everything he has done and brought to the tigers team yeah like i said i know i got a little did you get misty eyed though like did it hit you a little bit for me not to understand for real i was because i was just like wow again it was giving disney movie with the music in the background i said wow it's making me feel it and i'm not even i don't even watch baseball like that so because i remember originally when i was planning like about the whole last game thing i actually didn't want to go at first because i was like if i go i know i'm not gonna be okay and <laughs> no, I remember at the beginning of the game, the game hadn't even started yet. And my chest, like I told you, I was like, no, nah, I keep feeling my chest right now. The pass out, I was like, you might need to drink some water, <laughs> breathe a little bit. Um, you did good. You got misty eye, but you ain't fall out completely. I know you wanted to, but you did a good job. I'm going to blame both passing out and the misty eye on the sun because it was hot. It was hot out there, wasn't it? That sun was beaming. It was hot. That's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like my chest was racing because I'm like, shoot, I might pass out in a minute. Partially excitement, part. It was so hot out there. And then I was sweating. And like, <laughs> I went to go wipe my eyes. And part of it was sweat. The other part was like a tear for the fall. So let me, let me go ahead and wipe it out before that boy do drop. Because I wasn't going to let no tear drop. 
but I definitely I was in my feelings. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna act like I won in my feelings. I I'm with you though. I think I did better than what I thought. I thought I was gonna for sure like them tears was gonna fall for real, for real. But they they didn't. See, you thought they was. I thought they was. But they didn't. But I I just that was my favorite player, man. Like I got his trading card in my room. Got posters. You know, again, he. I mean, as long as I've been watching the Tigers, he's been the face of the Tigers. So now, and then remember I told you, like when they was taking him off the field, I was like, this really mean my childhood just ended. I'm like, man, this dude been playing since I was a little kid. Now, here it is. It's his last game. The emotions really got to me because I was like, that was just a part of my life right there, you know? Last thing I do want to ask you, you're funny. Now, last thing I want to ask you, you know, the Tigers did win. You've been wanting to go to a Tigers game for a while. So I told you, let's go to this one. I figured this one would be the one that would be worth going to. So you said you had fun. So yeah, the Tigers won with you in attendance. Pistons typically win with you in attendance. Are you the official Detroit sports good luck charm? Absolutely. Why is that? I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Every game I've been going to, well, Pistons for the most part, um, the Tigers, here it is, boom. I just went to a game, and I don't know how long they went in. It was, like, such a good win. It kind of started getting boring. Um, I say to really put it to the test, I need to go to a Lions game. If y'all want to see it put to the test, go ahead, donate something to the GoFundMe in the bio to get us some tickets to the Lions game and really see and really find some out. I'm just kidding. It's not a GoFundMe, but, you know, I, I do feel like that with that would really solidify it y'all can always go to buffedupsports.com scroll down to the support tab click it and donate some money so then we could we could make an attendance see i think y'all need to go ahead take care of us so we could put it to the test we want to see if kiera is the official detroit sports good luck charm because i think a lions game is a great idea if they do win in my attendance at a lions game i will say i think the city of detroit should put me on a nice hefty payroll because this type of charm ain't cheap uh let's get you out of here anything you want to plug or shout out before i get you out of here shout out to stretch lab if you feeling tight tense in the body and the neck all over stop in get a good stretch stretch lab off of ann arbor's lean row in ann arbor go ahead come see me all of our flexologists are great specialists so any of us can get you together but i promise you'll be walking out taller feeling like a brand new person there it is y'all make sure y'all go to stretch lab stretch stretch app stretch lab in ann arbor make sure y'all go check it out shout out key for coming on shout out all of you who listening and before in the episode i do gotta say thank you all for listening and i hope you come back to hear more episodes if you can, please subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review, please, because I love to hear the feedback. And if you love today's episode, send it to a friend. To keep up with my life in the podcast, go to buffedupsports.com for the links to my social media pages, podcast episodes, and the ways to financially support the show. Now, just remember to follow these words. Spread love. Keep your chest out. Hold your head up. Show off them pretty teeth. And don't you worry about a thing. Till next time, y'all be good out there. God bless you all, and it's just vibe.